Amen. Tonight, if you have a question, maybe you've been studying your Bible. I pray you've been studying your Bible. Amen. I do this every once in a while. If you have a question you'd like to, uh, for me to answer that maybe you have, I'm, I, don't, I don't have all the answers. I can promise you that. But maybe I can help you find an answer according to the Word of God. Write it down on a piece of paper and hold your hand up in the air. Amen. And Brother John Wines, amen, will come by and uh, he'll pick it up and bring it up here. Praise God. And if I don't have an answer, I'll have to figure it out for you. Amen. And, and bring it back to the pulpit. Praise God. Galatians chapter 5, <clears throat> verse 22 Paul, in the verses preceding, he deals with the works of the flesh. But tonight, we're going to deal with the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. I'm thankful that the Holy Ghost produces fruit. Amen. The flesh, amen, simply produces works. Amen. The works of the flesh. Amen. And the fruit that it produces, amen, is not the good things of God. Amen, but it is the, the, really the perversion of the world. Amen, the perversion of sin. Amen, but Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, <clears throat> gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. Amen. If you're going to serve God, you're going to crucify your flesh. You're going to crucify, amen, your passions. Amen. You're going to crucify, amen, the lusts that are in your body and your natural man, your, your, your unregenerated man. Amen, that comes very natural, and you have got to crucify that. Amen. You say, how do I do that? Amen, by coming to the altar and repenting, praying through. Amen, staying on fire. I said stay on fire in your walk with God. Amen, amen. Let's pray right now. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your spirit that I feel in this place tonight. God, I ask that your word would wash us. God, that your word would cleanse us. God, that your word would purge us. In the name of Jesus Christ, I love you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. You can be seated tonight. Every Christian should seek to produce the fruit of the Spirit in their walk with God, in their life. I don't, I don't feel like there is a uh, big I and little you in living for God, but every person has a responsibility, amen, to produce fruit. Now, we're not talking about Amen. Tonight, the fruit that is produced from teaching a Bible study or door knocking, uh, that's a different type of fruit. But I'm talking about on a personal level. Amen. That your walk with God will produce good fruit. Amen. If you're living for God, your walk with God will produce all these that we were talking about tonight. Bearing the fruit of the Spirit is one of the most important teachings of Scripture. And although we can attain the fruit of the Spirit, it's not a one-time accomplishment that brings us a lifetime lease on it. We must wage a continual battle in order to maintain this fruit. So when you get the Holy Ghost, you're just not heaven-bound uh, and you've done all that you need to do, but it is a walk with God. It is a daily, every day you walk with God. I don't walk with God on just... Sundays and Wednesdays, but every day I have a walk with God. Amen. Every day I try to do, uh, and I may not bear every fruit of the Spirit every day, but amen, throughout the week you're going to bear the fruit of the Spirit. 
You're going to have the opportunity to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we are, uh, we, we, we first of all are able to have this fruit in our life through the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why we preach and teach to keep the Holy Ghost fresh, to keep the Holy Ghost, amen, renewed, to keep the Holy Ghost burning. Jesus said, you are a city on a hill that cannot be hit. Amen. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't be ashamed that you are a one God apostolic. Amen. Don't be ashamed of holiness. I'm not ashamed of holiness. I'm not ashamed that I dress different than the world. Well, praise God. You can wear your, you can wear your sleeves to your fingertips. You can put a collar up to your nose and have a dress down to your tiptoes and be the most ungodly person in the world. But you got to have the Holy Ghost to be holy. And I said, you got to stay full of the Holy Ghost to be holy. Amen. Amen. There's people that purport holiness and they kill people if they don't believe like them. Well, we all know who they are. I'm not here to bash religion. Amen. But if you're not baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you've done spun your wheels. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, and there's some that only they can look out through a slit. Amen. They, they, they can, the men can act like devils and, and dress however they want to dress and, and do whatever they want to do. And the women have to be holy, if you please. Amen. But the Bible says inwardly they are ravening wolves. Amen. And so we're not trying to uh, get something exactly right on the outside. We're not trying to be perfect people. We're trying to bear the fruit of the Spirit. I said bear the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. So the importance of the fruit of the Spirit is the Scripture points out four important reasons uh, for the importance and essentiality of bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Matthew 7 and 20, Jesus said, Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. And this is a method of identifying false prophets. And what a person is in reality is far more important than what he says or even preaches. Good fruits, without question, indicates a good tree. Amen. And so uh, we, we are bound by the word of God to produce good fruit. Amen. I said to produce good fruit. Wisdom has two sources. How many wants wisdom in your walk with God? Amen. I want to have wisdom. Amen. Uh, you know, the, the wisdom that the world gives, uh, turn in your Bibles to James chapter 3 and verse 14. James chapter 3 and verse 14 says, But if you have bitter, envying, and strife in your heart. You know, I, I said that as three different things, but really it's read as two different things. It says, If you have bitter, envying, and strife in your heart, glory not, and lie not against the truth. The wisdom descend, this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. You can just mark it down that if you see someone who is very earthly minded, they are sensual and many times devilish. And it says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Mom and dad, it's extremely important for you to set a good example in front of your children. Amen. Because the example that you put forth in front of your children will help determine their salvation and their decisions that they make as saints of God or as an adult saint of God later in life. And I want to see my children succeed and not have a stumbling block by the things that I do. 
I want them to have a step up. I want them to be able to stand on my shoulders. Come on, somebody. Amen. This is not about me and the present. It's about God and the future and the vision of the church. Well, praise God. Praise God. We have got to have, amen, a consistent walk with God. I've seen people, and it seems like they rock it to the top. And then they're, boom, they're back down. And boom, they're back to the top. And boom, they're back down. Amen. And you know what? It would be better that you just have a consistent walk with God. A consistent walk with God that I may not have the fastest uh, car, I may not have the slowest car, but I'm just going to get to church. Uh, amen. I, you say, are, are you talking about, no, you missed it. If you think I'm talking about the physical, I'm talking about the spiritual man right now. Just have a consistent walk with God. Amen. Make up in your mind every day, I'm going to pray. Amen. Make up in your mind every day, I'm going to read my Bible. Make up in your mind every day, I'm going to produce good fruit. Amen. I'm going to do things that are going to benefit, amen, me and my family in our walk with God and not hinder it. Amen. Do things that will build up yourselves. The Bible says build up yourselves on your most holy faith. Amen. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so prayer, amen, is going to benefit you in living for God and give you faith. Amen. Prayer will give you faith. Preaching will give you faith. Come on now. Amen. Why do we listen to preaching? We just don't do it for entertainment, but it builds faith in our spirit. That I can make it another day. I can get to heaven. I can see Jesus. I, I can raise my family godly. Amen. Hey, this, this world is in despair right now. I have never in my life seen so many young people in the obituaries. And I'm not here to talk about any of that tonight. You can fill in the blank. But what is so sad, what is so sad is that it has become a norm. It has become an accepted practice amongst our young people because they are being taught that if something doesn't work out, that you can do whatever feels good, whatever you want to do, that there's no consequence. Come on now. I'll tell all of you young people, there is consequence for everything that you do. You'll either reap the benefit of doing right, or you'll reap doing wrong. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also. It says, be not deceived. You're not going to mock God and his word. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And if you sow to the flesh, amen, you're going to reap corruption. But if you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap what? Life everlasting. Amen. That's why, amen, you got to keep on living for God. Get it down in your spirit. I'm living for God. Amen. It doesn't matter how tough it gets. I'm living for God. It doesn't matter how uh, low it goes. I'm living for God. It doesn't matter how high it is. I'm living for God. I'm just going to stay consistent in my walk with God, the little engine that could. How many ever read that story, the little engine that could? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. He got a little further, a little further. I think I can. And when he crested the hill, he, his response was, I knew I could. I knew I could. You know what? If you'll just have faith in God and say, you know, God, with you all things are possible. It's not I think I can, but it's with God all things are possible. Amen. You, you live for God one, how many days at a time? One day at a time. 
One day at a time, I'm living for God. Amen. I'm not, I'm not going to try to get 10 days ahead, 20 days ahead. Amen. I'm living for God today. And I still have about how many hours left in this day? What time is it? Got about four hours. Actually, you got three hours. Am I right? Yeah. You got about three hours and 51 minutes. Probably 50 minutes by now. Is that right? Am my math right? Somebody's telling me no. Okay, my math is wrong. Praise God. So this day is not over, so I'm, I'm living it for God. And when tomorrow starts, I might be snoring, but I'm going to live it for God. <laughs> you say, do you snore? I don't know. I'm asleep. I don't listen to myself. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, uh, it, it's part of living for God. You just got to get a made-up mind. It doesn't, nothing's going to change. I'm staying consistent in living for God. Talking about the fruit of the Spirit. I talking about oh yeah by their fruits you're going to know it. wisdom has two sources oh yeah let's go back to James chapter 3 For where, uh, but the wisdom that is from above what's above God is first pure then peaceable pure peaceable gentle easy to be entreated you know What's that talking about? Easy to be entreated. Easy to be entreated. Does that mean that God can convict you? God can deal with you. God can talk to you. That your brothers and sisters in Christ can talk to you and not have to worry that I don't know how this is going to be taken. Come on, church. This is something that every person in here has to work on, is that I, I want to make sure that I, I'm approachable. I want to make sure that uh, my spirit's not wrong. And I don't make sure that my spirit's right by saying I'm holier than thou. Amen. Who are you going to go to heaven with? I hope you. Yeah, I'm going to heaven with you. Amen. I, I'm not looking forward to going to heaven. And I promise you, in heaven, there's not going to be any type of sin in heaven. No sin can enter there. Amen. And so we read this. It says, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. Everyone say good fruits. Without partiality and without hypocrisy. What is hypocrisy? Everybody says, well, I'm not going to church because there's a bunch of hypocrites down there. Bad excuse. Won't, won't float with God. Jesus, he, didn't, he, he could have stopped his earthly ministry at any time if he was worried about a hypocrite. But you know what he did is he kept on preaching to him. And it grated on them. They killed him for it eventually. But it changed a whole bunch of them. The publicans, the tax collectors, the sinners. It got, man, it got so a hold of Zacchaeus. Man, he'd been hearing about the preaching of Jesus. And he wanted to see who this guy was. The Bible says that he went and climbed up in a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus who he was. He said, oh, he wanted to see his, uh, what he looked like. No, I don't believe that he was wanting to see what he looked like. Amen. I believe that he was trying to get Jesus' attention. Amen. I, oh, and he had Jesus' attention from the get-go because Jesus walked right up to him and said, hey, I need to go to your house. What would happen if God would walk up to you tonight and say, hey, I need to go to your house? Amen. What would you have to do to make things right with God? What would you have to do to make sure that when God came to your house, amen, that he was welcome there? Come on. 
Amen. Amen. You're not going to live for God on your terms. You're going to do it God's way. You're gonna, that's the only way that you can live for God is by God's way. How's that? Through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Amen. And so we are seeing here that the importance, amen, that wisdom has two sources, one from the earth and the other from above. And so heavenly wisdom is that it's full of mercy and good fruits. And James said the fruit of righteousness can only be sown in peace by those who make peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they, what, shall be called the children of God. Praise God. Blessed are the peacemakers. Well, it's kind of quiet in here tonight, but I'm going to preach it and teach it anyhow. Amen. You, you are going to bear fruit one way, or the, one way or the other. Amen. The Bible tells us uh, that, uh, that there, there's the workings of signs, wonders, and miracles uh, being wrought through the people is not the criterion which we are to judge their being right or wrong. What is more important than that uh, is what we do. What are you doing in your walk with God? What are you doing with your walk with God? Amen. The Bible tells us that God desires truth on the inward parts. Amen. A, a, a type of fruit is truth on the inward parts. Everyone say truth. If you don't tell the truth, you're telling a lie. Amen. And when you lie, you got to tell another lie to cover that lie. And then you got to tell another lie to cover that lie. But when you have truth on the inward parts, amen, it doesn't matter what is said, you just tell the truth. Amen. Always tell the truth. Praise God. Janice and Jambres withstood Moses, and they were able to perform limited miracles, but they were not of God. Amen. You might see people that it's seemingly that they're getting by or that they have success by a partial sold-outness to God. It's kind of quiet here right now. But you know what? That'll only last for a short time. My Bible says, he that endures, what do we endure? Paul said, I endured temptation, I endured stoning, I endured uh, perils by my own countrymen. The Jews hated him after that he turned to Jesus Christ. And so there's all types of things that we have to endure. The Bible says that they would heap to themselves teachers having itching ears because they Receive not a love for the truth. They would not endure sound doctrine. Amen. You've got to have endurance in your walk with God. Or eventually the devil will slip in, amen, and tell you, all, you don't have to do that. You don't have to believe that way. You really, that's something that's not uh, really required. Can I tell you that in living for God, amen, it takes one stone upon another. It's here a little there a little. Amen. Precept must be upon precept, line upon line. This whole Bible ties together. And so in your walk with God, amen, you've got to kick the word of God, put the word of God in and kick the devil out. Amen. And put it together in, in living for God. Amen. Hey, don't try to live for God just part way. Do it all the way. Man, we don't serve a part-time God. Why, why should we just serve God part-time? God never changes. We should never change our mind. When God gives us a conviction, a God-given conviction is something that it doesn't change just because Pastor Carey has a grandbaby now. 
and, and I'm not picking on Joel and Victoria. Amen. But a lot of times we'll say, oh, poor little thing. I don't, you know, it's okay. And, and, and I raised my boys and my daughter, still raising her. Amen. And thank God that mom and dad, you're responsible. Amen. You're going to answer to God and I'm going to love him, but I'm going to back you up all the way. Amen. I'm going to teach you there's one God, Jesus' name, baptism. Amen. That Jesus is the name of our God. Amen. That there's only one, 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 one way to God. Amen. I'm going to, hey, you know what? That's what we have to do. Amen. Is we've got to make sure that every generation, amen, this is a generational effort that we're not just leaving, amen, somebody behind because uh, they, they may not have the same uh, things that we have or they, they may not have the same abilities. No, amen, we are going to make sure that we are preaching and teaching and helping and showing, uh, teaching Bible studies. Hey, we've got to make a difference in our world. Amen. Mom and dad, you have a responsibility to train your children up in the ways of God. And grandma and grandpas don't tear down what mom and dad teach. They help them out and say, hey, you better listen to your mom. My grandma would tell me, she said, if you don't listen, and I have to tell your dad, you know what that means, don't you? I said, oh, yeah, I know what that means. Don't tell dad. Grandma, I'll, I'll be a good boy. Don't tell my mom. She said, we'll keep it our secret. But you better change right now. Amen. Hey, you know what? I'm going to raise my children the right way. Amen. I'm going to teach them the ways of God. I'm not going to teach them the ways of the world. Amen. They, they 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 have all these alcohol. It's like it's like shutting the gate after the horse is already out. Oh, he has a drinking problem. Well, why in the world does he have a drinking problem? He sat and watched you at a table drink alcohol his whole life. Let's send them. Let's send them to uh, alcohol treatment. You know, and thank God that maybe some people get help by that. I hope they do. But thank God for all you parents that are raising your children the right way. And you tell your children, "Hey, we don't do that because that's ungodly. We're not going there because that's a work of the flesh. We're not going to watch a movie. We don't watch a movie in the movie house. Amen. We don't sit down and watch movies in the house." We don't watch television. We don't watch it on our phones. Well, praise the Lord. We don't watch it five minutes at a time. Amen. I'm not going to watch a movie. I don't watch movie trailers. I thought they was advertising some trailer. I said, a trailer? That don't look like a trailer to me. It looks like a movie. I had to figure out what a movie trailer was. I'm not looking at a movie trailer. You say, why is that? Because it's just a work of the flesh. You say, is there anything good? Is there anything good in Hollywood? No. Michael Moore, he did The Passion of the Christ. The guy I worked with, he said, man, you really ought to see that, Nate. He said, he said it's really good. Have you ever looked Michael Moore up and read about him? He's bad. He's, he's terrible. And it's almost like that these Hollywood actors, that they try to make things all hunky-dory with, like they don't believe in God, but they, I guess they have this little come-to-Jesus moment in their life that they feel a little conviction over what they've been doing so they get all spiritual and sing Amazing Grace at the end of some uh, hour-long whatever. 
And you say, Pastor, what are you, what are you preaching? I'm preaching about there's nothing that is good. I'm not going to partake of something, amen, that somebody that goes around and takes God's name in vain and, 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 and believes in adultery and fornication and witchcraft and the works of the flesh. I'm not going to sit down and partake of that. Amen. And every apostolic should have that conviction in their spirit. Amen. Because you hear it preached across his pulpit. Amen. And when you hear something preached, get a conviction. Get a conviction against sin. Because if you don't, you'll lose your walk with God. Amen. I'm not going to try to marry the church to the world. You say, oh, I'm struggling in my walk with God. Well, I wonder why. I wonder why. Man, it's a little bit quiet. Amen. But if you're going to live for God and you're going to be an apostolic Christian, amen, you ought to stand up and be counted amongst the, those that have went on before, those that have said, hey, I'm not bending or bowing. You know what happened to Stephen? When he stood up for it, they stoned him. We've got people in foreign countries right now who are martyrs for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I don't know if it'll ever come here to our country. I pray we don't have to see it. But what's going to happen if someday, amen, somebody says, you either recant the name of Jesus Christ or we're going to kill you. Think about it. And you can say, you know something? My Jesus has never failed me one time. How could I ever turn my back on him now? Did you know that was not just something that I made up? But Polycarp, when they were tying him to the stake to burn him as a human torch, he says, my God has never failed me one time. He said, how could I ever renounce his precious name? in front of all these people. I'm preaching to you tonight, amen, that you better get it down in your spirit. I'm living for God. I'm never turning back. I'm never looking back. I'm never going back because you're going to get the opportunity, amen, but you got to be that little engine that could. You got to be that consistent, amen, saint of God that says, I'm just living for God today, amen. I'm not giving in. I'm not stopping. I'm going to do right and bear good fruit. You can do it. Amen. The fourth thing is the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is wise in Proverbs 11 and 30. And so we understand that the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. If you get this fruit producing in you, then you're going to see people filled with the Holy Ghost. I said you'll see people filled with the Holy Ghost because of your efforts. Amen. How many want to have some fruit on your tree? Amen. I want to see some people in the church because of my efforts. And the Bible says, uh, Jesus said that I have called you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And I promise you, you're going to, you're going to teach a lot of Bible studies. You're going to knock on a lot of doors. Amen. Before you see someone come through those doors. And you're going to work really hard, amen, to get people rooted and grounded in truth and righteousness. It's a job. Everyone say, I have a job. I have a job to see people, amen, saved, amen, and brought into the kingdom of God. Amen. So, the fruit of the Spirit, we are going to look at these. Love is a strong, ardent, it's tender, compassionate, devotion to the well-being of someone. God's benevolent concern for humans. Humans' devout attachment to God and the feeling of benevolence. And so love is something that is more than just wrapping your arms around something. 
but it is a dedication to something. Amen. Not only uh, as a family do you show each other love by telling each other, you show love by giving your spouse a hug or your children a hug, and you also show your love by your dedication that you get up and go to work every day. Amen. You also show your love by bringing them to the house of God. You also show your love by, hey, I, I'm going to train up my children in the way that they should go so that when they're old they won't depart from it. That's showing them love. Amen. I heard, a, I heard an older minister say one time, he said, people that won't live for God. And he said, especially those who have been filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name, he said, they don't love their children. And I thought, that is a strong statement. But the more I thought about it, the longer I live, I realize that statement's true, Sister Elder. Because... How can you, after God reveals the truth to you and brings you out of sin and unrighteousness, take your children back to it? And you know the results that your children will have from living that life. And the devil's not going to allow your children to be like everybody else in the world that's never experienced the truth. And the goodness of God. He's going to make sure that he drags your name, he drags your children, drags you through the mud. And so what you have to do is you got to make up in your mind, I'm going to show my love, amen, by making sure that my children see a consistency in my walk with God. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help you live for God. You say, Pastor, this is really getting down hey, where the rubber meets the road and where I live at. Well, do something about it. Do something about it. Amen. Do parents make mistakes? Obviously we do. We're human. You say, what do I do if I've made a mistake? Get up. You know what Paul said? He said, don't let fornication be mentioned once among you. And I'm going to tell you something. The reason why that's really, if you look at the works of the flesh, it's adultery, fornication that are at the top of that list. And the reason why is because it is the most destructive. Everyone say destructive. It's the most destructive thing that you can do to yourself. not what I said, it's what the Bible says. The Bible says when you commit that sin, you have sinned against your own body. You say, well, why is that such a big deal? It's because a lot of times the condemnation that is so great from that that it's very difficult sometimes to recover from. I believe that a person can recover from that, but you, you know what? It takes the grace of God, and it takes forgiving yourself, and it takes Asking God to forgive you. And it takes sometimes having to ask, uh, hey man, the person, I'm sorry or forgive me. I should not have done that. I was wrong. You say, well, I can't do that. Then just get right with God. You know, it gets a little tight when I talk about these things. But I'm trying to help someone here live for God. Let the fruit of the Spirit be produced in your walk with God, not the works of the, this old world and this old flesh. Amen. So let's keep going here. Love is a vast biblical subject. First uh, Corinthians 13 it talks about uh, charity or love and it says the greatest greatest of all these is love 
But God is love, and when we have the Spirit of God in our lives, one of the products of the Spirit is love. Love in our heart for our fellow man. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. You say, is that my, who, who's my neighbor? Well, a neighbor is someone that lives next to you. Maybe they work next to you. Maybe they sit on the pew next to you. Maybe they're across the church from you. But the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself. It's really quiet in here right now. The Bible commands the husbands and wives to love one another. And it says there's no man that hateth his own body and loveth his wife. But if you will love your wife, the Bible says that you love yourself. And so if we love someone that's not that close to us, it even, I believe, makes a stronger bond of love in us. What does it do? Is it causes that fruit to grow. It's not just one type of love. I believe that we can have many types. We have Philadelphia, filio love. Uh, the city in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, one of the highest murder rates in the United States, but it actually means the city of brotherly love. Uh, there's in the Bible. There's uh, the the love is eros, which is the love between a man and a woman, a, 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 a husband and a wife. Uh, the the love of agape love, which is the love of Christ. And so we've got to have these love in this type of love in our heart. Amen. We don't have love in our heart just for one thing. We have love for everybody. We've got to have a love in our heart. There's some things that you need to hate, but we don't hate people. We love people. Amen. This day and age that we live in, there's a lot of things that I hate. But you know what? If somebody needs help, I'm going to help them. Because really a lot of them are laying on the side of the road beat up. They're wounded, they're hurt, they're barely alive. And so they're trying to identify all these different types of whatever. How many is with me right now? But what about the love of Christ? The Bible says such were some of you, but you are washed and you are cleansed. I, bl I believe these people can be saved. Got to, they've got to repent of it. You say, Pastor, well, what are you going to do if? Let me deal with that. Amen. It's our job as Christians to love this world. Amen. If we don't love people, are they ever going to see the love of Christ if they don't see it through us? Amen. And so we've got to have the fruit of the Spirit. Joy is emotional excitement, gladness, delight over blessings received or expected for self or others. A very glad feeling. Happiness, great pleasure or delight, the cause of joy or happiness or the expression of this feeling. Amen. How many's ever had joy? Amen. I, 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 I've had great joy. And really, joy can only come from God. Amen. You might get temporary happiness from something that happens in life. Amen. But it's not an enduring joy. That enduring joy comes from God. The joy of the Lord is my strength. God, God doesn't change. God doesn't let up. So his joy that he gives does not change. So what changes that in our life is that we get too far from God so we quit feeling the joy. I want some joy. Everyone say joy, joy. Hallelujah. Get some joy in your life. When you deal with something in your walk with God that's not so good, move on. Deal with it and move on. Deal with it and move on. Amen. If you stay in one place, uh, you'll get stagnant. Every year, Marion Lake, where we go and have our men's camp out, it gets green algae. 
You want to know why it's getting green al algae? It's because there's no water going into it. And it's a stagnant pool of water. And so you know what we have to do? Is we got to get some Holy Ghost coming in and Holy Ghost flowing out. And you know what happens when the Holy Ghost comes is you get joy. Amen. Get the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. It is my strength. Stand up. The joy of the Lord. It is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If you want joy, you have to leap for it. If you want joy, you have to leap for it. If you want joy, you have to leap for it. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So you say, I, I need some joy. I, I don't have any joy. Why don't you start leaping for joy? Praise God. Do you have to be in church to leap for joy? No. Somebody says, what in the world are you doing? I'm leaping for joy. Praise God. I see a whole bunch of you smile and haven't seen smile all night. You can be seated. Some of you were falling asleep on me. Praise God. In God's presence is fullness of joy. Psalm 1611. Re Christians rejoice with joy unspeakable. 1 Peter 1 and 8. The kingdom of God is joy where? In the Holy Ghost. There it is again. The Holy Ghost. Get full of the Holy Ghost and don't let it run out. Don't let it evaporate. Don't use it all up. Say, I prayed, talked in tongues once this year. That's good enough. It's not good enough. Pray without ceasing. Amen. All right. Peace. I think everybody in here knows what peace is. It's the absence of war. And you know, sometimes just you say, oh, I'm going to make sure that I have peace and I, I'm not going I'm, I'm to allow anything uh, to come into my life that causes me turmoil. Let me tell you something. The Bible says that you're going to fight the good fight of faith. But I believe you can still have peace. Amen. The Bible says we're going to endure temptation. But we can still have peace. Amen. When you lay your head down on your pillow at night, I believe that you can have that you can have peace, that you don't have to have anxiety. Amen. Uh, the Bible tells us, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy, I believe in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. I don't feel like we have to have turmoil in our life all the time. But you know what? I'm still going to have the peace of the Holy Ghost even if there is turmoil in my life. I can have peace both ways. I can have that settled knowledge and feeling that everything may not be just perfect right now, but I'm still living for God. I'm still full of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the devil will tell you that you've lost the Holy Ghost. You know what you need to do? Is you need to come to church and pray through. Pray, no, you're not praying through because you're lost or because you're backslid, but you're praying through that thought that the devil tells you that you don't have the Holy Ghost. Keep on praying. I've got some questions up here.
Praise God. The unicorn in Isaiah 34 and 7 is not mystical. Most likely it is a rhinoceros or there's another uh, type of deer. So I don't think that it's talking about the difference between healing on his wings and healing by his stripes. The healing by his stripes are what he took on Calvary. Amen. What he took before he went to Calvary. And the healing on his wings, amen, or is what's going to happen when he comes back, amen, and he rules the world. He's going to bring healing with his wings. Praise God. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. Isaiah 34 and 7. We'll read what it says in the original. Isaiah 34. Sorry, I'm real fast at this. So, so in the in the Hebrew, and you can look this up in your strong concordance, it means a wild bull. Um, so it it could be a, a bull with horns. So not all bulls have horns, but a lot of them do. Um, so I would say that a unicorn is not what you see uh, in the store uh, with a little antler coming out of the center of its head. Praise God. And so, and it's definitely not mystical. There are some things, there are some things in the Word of God that are uh, allegories or they're, uh, this is uh, like the book of Daniel talks about. If you go to the book of Daniel real quick. Daniel chapter 8 verse 4 says I saw saw the ram pushing westward northward and southward so that no beast might stand before him neither was there anything neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand and he did according to his will and became great and then Verse 6 says, And he came to the ram that had two horns, which I seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power. And so if you look at these, um, these are indicative of nations, and they are representative of kingdoms and power. And so it's not necessarily just talking about it, a wild beast or an animal with a horn or an antler. And so many times in the Word of God when you are reading um, and you see these types of descriptions, they're, they're generally talking about, and there are some in the book of Job, such as the Levithion that people say is the Loch Ness monster and, and all these different types of, of things is simply... Um, animals that could not be killed with a bow and arrow uh, probably like a hippopotamus or said that he breathed fire out of his nostrils well it wasn't actual fire they just saw what they thought was smoke and probably steam from them blowing air out of their nostrils and so they thought that it was in those days people were extremely superstitious and <clears throat> so they thought that there was dragons 
that breathed fire. And, and I don't, and I really don't feel like there were any types of animals that could breathe fire. I could be wrong. Uh, if if there were, they died during the flood. And so, uh, but we don't necessarily find that in the Word of God to where things are uh, as they may seem in books, uh, even fairy tales. So we don't associate the Word of God with a fairy tale. Amen. Um, you can also you can also read about the flood in the Genesis account, and then when you go and and you understand that the worlds were covered, this world was covered by water. There was no mountain sticking out. There was nothing. It was totally covered. And so we went uh, several years ago down to Waco, Texas. And there's a bunch of wackos down there. I can promise you that. But, uh, <clears throat> and I don't know what it is about that neck of the woods that draws them, but it does. There's a bunch of different kind of weird people down there. And uh, so we got to this place, and I got a fly up here that's harassing me. I'm going to kill him here in a minute. But we went to this place that I think it was one of the most recent national parks that's been uh, put into place. And it was a, it's an archaeology dig where they found woolly mammoths. And they found a great number of them. And they found a whole bunch of them up on top of a great hill that had died on top of that hill. And while we were reading all this and looking at all these bones stacked up on top of each other, I said to the boys, I said, well, you know why they found them all on top of the hill is because just like anybody else, you would run to the highest point trying to get away from the water. I mean, it's really easy to figure that out if you believe the Word of God. And there's a lot of people that don't believe the Word of God. But you can see all these things um, even from creation. If you'll turn to Romans chapter 1. If there's any other questions, you can send them on up because I'm just about finished. Romans chapter 1. Verse 20, it says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. And so we understand the things of God by the creation of the world. We understand that God uh, spoke the world into existence and that there's, there's only one way that, number one, mankind or anything in this world could be made like it's made is because there is a God that created it that way. You did not, you did not crawl out of an uh, ocean and become an insect that crawled up on a tree that turned into a monkey that turned into a man. Amen. God created us. Amen. Amen. We are the creation of God. And I'll promise you, man knows that he has a soul. I said man knows that he has a soul. That's why, that's why eternity is a, an extremely, uh, eternity is an extremely, uh, uh, I'm not sure of the, the way that I want to say this, but, but people are always trying to figure out heaven or hell, or they're trying to figure out, how to live forever because they don't want to die. Amen. And it's not because they're afraid of dying. It's because they're afraid of where they're going. Oh, yeah. Amen. And uh, this, this, this soul that God gives us is whether we are a sinner or a saint. Amen. It is in tune You may not be in tune with God as far as a walk with God, but your soul knows that there is a God. Amen. When people get ready to die, there's a lot of things that happen. And people that are dying know that there's a God. I'll never forget, I'll never forget when Sister Sue Smith 
was in a coma. Brother Michael was in there. All of her family was in there, Sister Denise. And she'd been in a coma for many hours. And we were praying and talking. And all of a sudden, she rose up out of that coma. You remember that? And she pointed her finger at her daughters and her son and her granddaughters. And she said, you better not ever let the light of God go out in our family. And she closed her eyes. She laid back down. The Wineses remember it. And she was gone. So tell me there's not a soul. Tell me there's not a God. Oh, yeah, there is. Hallelujah. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the truth. And I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful that God got a hold of my life one day. Amen. Change my life. Praise God. Praise God. Any other questions? Praise God. Amen. We're out of time tonight. And I want this church to have, amen, a walk with God. Don't have just a race. Get a walk with God. Brother Doug? Something else, brother, brother Doug, what you're talking about is that the plagues that Egypt was experiencing, Goshen was free of those plagues. And you know what? It's the same way today. What the world is having to experience as the results of a sinful life, the church has the fruit of the Spirit. And they don't have to, we don't have to experience what the world experienced. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't we stand up and lift our hands to the Lord and let's thank God for his word tonight. God, I thank you for your word. God, I ask you, God, to go with your church as we go through the rest of this week, as we travel. Keep your hand upon us. I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus You can be seated. The youth group will have a meeting right after service in the learning center regarding double portion. Um, make sure you bring a parent if you're under 18. Um, so as soon as service is over, let's head over there. Please be in prayer for our youth group as we travel. Um, so the rest of the church, please pray for us um, and also pray for uh, the services that God would move in a mighty way and meet with us there. Amen. Pray for our protection as we travel. Um, team two is on to clean after service, and I believe it's team two again this Saturday. So if you are here and you are on team two, please help clean at 5 o'clock, is that, that correct? Brother Roberts has requested that Team 2 be here at 5 to help clean. So let's be here, Team 2, at 5 p.m. to help clean. There will be no organized outreach this Saturday, but by all means, get some flyers, some church cards, hand them out. We have VBS um, 
invitations. I don't know if we have any more. We may have to print some more off. Um, but uh, VBS is next week. Um, so let's let's really hit it hard. Let's get a bunch of kids um, out to VBS. We're going to have a great time. We're going to teach them about the Word of God. All in Sunday is this coming Sunday. Um, amplified scorecards are due this Sunday as well. So let's keep up the momentum. Revival services with Brother Stewart this Sunday morning and Sunday night. Uh, so invite all of your all of your friends. So, Brother uh, Jesse Stewart from Ulysses Ken, Red, I'm sorry, Jesse Stewart. I always get it mixed up. Re Brother Reggie Stewart. Brother Jesse Stewart's the missionary to Africa. Um, so, Brother Reggie Stewart will be here this Sunday morning and Sunday night. Uh, they're pastoring in Ulysses. Uh, they're doing an awesome job there. And they're going to bring, uh, they're going to minister to us here. And God's going to do some awesome things. So invite all of, you, all of your friends. If you have a birthday or, or an anniversary in July, next Wednesday night, make sure to be here so we can sing to you. The July 4th parade obviously will be on July 4th. If you would like to help with this outreach effort, please see Brother and Sister Schwarzentruber. Uh, for more information about that, I believe Sunday or Monday evening, they will be decorating the bus uh, for Tuesday morning to be in the parade. As I mentioned, VBS is next week, July 7th through the 9th. Um, stay tuned for all the details about that. I believe there's lots of details on the Sunday School Group Me. Um, so keep your eyes out there if if you would like to donate donate things to help out um, would they talk to sister wines or would they talk to you sister Moore? so if you would like to help out if you maybe you can't make it in person but if you have something that uh, an offering if you'd like to buy candy whatever talk to sister wines or sister Moore, and they will tell you what they ha they have need of we're going to have Revival services with Bishop Wilbanks beginning July the 23rd. So that's going to be an awesome time. You don't want to miss it. Fifth Sunday, July the 30th. And stay tuned for more details about that. Um, I think that's all that I have. Hold on a second. All right, let's stand and dismiss with prayer tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing us together into your house one more time. Lord, I thank you that you've brought us this far, God. I thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord God, that you've given us gifts with the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus, that we can display each and every day. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be lights to this world in every, in every manner of life, God. I pray that you would help us to be kind, help us to love. Lord, I pray for long-suffering, for gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance in us this week, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would help us to be witnesses, Lord. Help us to bring people into this house. In Jesus' name I pray. I pray that you would put a hedge of protection around us as we travel, Lord. God, I pray that you would do mighty things at the conference this week. In Jesus' name, bring us back into this house safely on Sunday. Fill somebody with the Holy Ghost, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You're dismissed. If you're a part of the youth group, go ahead.